Welcome to the Demand Excellence Podcast. I am your host, Coach Jonathan Guest from Eagles Landing Christian Academy. Today on the show, I have Coach Brian Nelson from Mary Persons High School. Mary Person is one of those schools like Valdosta. It's just got this rich history, this tradition of winning. Dan Pitts turned Mary Persons High School into a powerhouse while he was there. And now you have Brian Nelson, who's still trying to keep the winning tradition. And he has. In his seventh season, he has compiled a record of 74-16, and and he has won four region championships. So much fun to talk to him. He is full of energy. You guys are really going to enjoy the show. Before we get started, I want to thank our sponsor, Rusty Strawn the owner of Strawn Insurance. You can find out more about them at Strawn Insurance, S-T-R-A-W-N, StrawnInsurance.com. Raving reviews online, Facebook page, raving reviews. Check them out. Also, I want to begin the show today praying for one of our coaching brothers, one of the best coaches in the state, Coach Buddy Nobles at Irwin County. He found out last week that he has stomach cancer. So we're going to be praying for him every single show. I'm going to start the show off today praying for Coach Buddy Nobles. Um, Coach, we're praying for you. We're thinking about you. Keep us posted on your prognosis. Hopefully that God, hopefully God heals you and the stomach cancer is completely removed. Um, and I'm going to pray as we start the show right now. Lord, we come before you today. I just want to praise and thank you for loving us, Lord. We praise and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died on the cross for our sins, Lord. So, Lord, we have no fear of death because we have our hope in our Savior, Jesus Christ. I lift up to you and pray for you uh, and pray for Coach Buddy Nobles, Lord, at Irwin County. I just pray, Lord, I pray first and foremost that through this whole thing, you would bring him closer to you, that he would know you more and grow in Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you would heal him. I pray that you would be with the doctors that he is seeing. I pray that you would give them wisdom and discernment. I pray that you would remove this cancer from his body. Lord, I pray that you would use this adversity in his life for good. He's a great man, a great coach, a great mentor of boys, a great representative of the Irwin County community, Lord. And we just pray for healing and I pray that all the other coaches and people out there will be praying for Coach Nobles. Lord, we love you and we praise you in Jesus' name. Thanks, everybody. I hope you enjoy the show with Coach Brian Nelson today. Tell us your coaching road. I know everybody knows you've been there at Mary Persons. You've had a lot of success. But tell us how you got into coaching and kind of your coaching path. Okay, so – it's a it's a semi long story, um, and I'll try to usually I give people the shortened version, you know, the cliff notes. But I'll I'll go ahead and indulge you with the with the with the full thing. Yeah. So anyway, I was born and raised in Iowa. Okay, so I'm Midwestern. Um, grew up there my whole life. My dad was my high school football coach. Okay, so and from the time I was a little kid, I went to a small high school and my dad basically did everything at that high school. He was the head football coach, the head track coach, head baseball coach, and then he was the athletic director, and he taught social studies. So um, we just played sports all the time growing up because um, <clears throat> my dad was coaching all the time, you know. So um, there wasn't a lot of vacation time. There wasn't a lot of free time. It was just like we got to be at the field or we got to be here. we got to – you know, so – Right. I grew up going to practice and being a basically a hardcore coach's son, you know. And um, so I went through my whole high school career like that. Then I went to uh, Warburg College, which is a, uh, a private Lutheran college in the state of Iowa. <clears throat> Excuse me, Division three school. Um, went there and played football and baseball. Um, and then – my junior year of college, our head coach left and went to Wisconsin Eau Claire. So I stayed, finished out the last year of my career there. And then after I graduated college, I went to Wisconsin Eau Claire, University of Wisconsin Eau Claire, and I started coaching quarterbacks. And I coached there for a year. Then I went to Germany and played uh, semi professional football over there for a year, came back, 
got a graduate assistant's job at Western Illinois University. Was there for four years. Brian Van Gorder was there one year as a defensive coordinator. Then he came to Georgia as a defensive coordinator. I stayed at Western Illinois one more year. Then he called me and said, hey, we got a GA job open. Well, so I come down to Georgia, and I GA for uh, two years at Georgia. Met my wife while I was up there. We got married. She was from Cordell, went to Chris County, started coaching high school football and teaching. Coach down there got let go. Coach Walker hired me at Mary Persons 13, 14 years ago. Came up here as an assistant, defensive coordinator. Then he retired. I got the head job. So, But in the back of my mind, I'm, I'm a high school coach's son, so I always kind of thought I was going to be a high school coach, you know? Right. And um, I kind of just chased that college coaching thing for a while, and I I basically really got tired of it. You know, I was GA, graduate school, restricted earnings, GA. You know, nothing ever really – it never really, like, happened, you know? And um, so I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm going to be a high school coach. And that's long story short and long-winded. That's, that's, that's how I got to where I am today. No, that's awesome. So, Coach, you know, my dad always call. you know, he's always saying things like uh, when, he, you know, he's trying to say that, you know, every dad wants their kid to coach in college or, you know, be, right. a do- be a doctor, be a lawyer. And, and I, was like, dad, right. I was like, Dad, you don't understand. You're reading about the top one percent of coaches, the, the the offensive line coach that makes three hundred twenty-five thousand dollars a year. He's in. He's the top one percent. If you go That's to right. Division two school, you're making twenty thousand dollars a year. I was like, y'all don't understand. Right. Y'all don't understand that not everybody in college football. Talk about that. I mean, it's like you try to chase that dream, but it but it is a grind. It is, and that's what that's what really that's what really did it for me. Just the exact example you just gave. So I'm a Wisconsin Eau Claire coaching quarterbacks, and I'm a graduate school assistant. We've got a couple, in essence, community coaches helping coach, and a couple other full time coaches. You know what I mean? But um, so anyway, I'm at a Division three school. Then I go to a one double A school, and then all of a sudden I'm GAing at Georgia, and the difference in pay scale at each of those places is huge. So I'm at Western Illinois, and I'm sitting there like, you know, of course, I'm a young guy. I ain't got no money, and the offensive coordinator's making $40,000 a year, you know? Right. I'm like, man, that'd be awesome. That's cool, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so then I go to Georgia, I GA, and the offensive coordinator there making $400,000 a year, you know? <laughs> I'm like, well, hold on a second. This guy's making a whole lot more money. But they're both working the same exact schedule in hours, you know? It's like right. – Right. The guy at Western Illinois is recruiting just as hard, working just as late, and making, you know, $300,000 less. I'm like, there's so much discrepancy in it, you know. And and it's like you said, you can go, you know, and my wife's, my wife's asked me about it. Why, why don't you try to get back into college? Why don't you try? I'm like, babe, you, you think I'm not at home right now, you know. It's like <laughs> yeah. you go to college and – there's you're working just as hard just as late during the season but then out of season you're recruiting and you're gone and you're on the road and you're you know what I mean so um I don't know I just I've it's it's um and and without getting too you know I don't want to get too religious and biblical and all that other stuff on you but like it's 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 like this is what you've been called to do you know what I mean it's like high school football is it you know that's right there's there's kids here that need me to be here doing what I'm doing, you know, and there's kids everywhere that need somebody to be there. You know what I mean? But, um, this is still, I mean, it's, it's still in its purest form in what we do coach. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Um, the college game has got so much more, um, trickle down from the NFL, more of a business feel, more it's the bottom lines about the dollar and who's doing what and recruiting rankings and this and that. It, to me, what we still do is it's why we did it to begin with. It's it's purest form of what it is. You know what I mean? I mean, I coach a team of 80 kids and 75 of them or 70, 75 of them are, you know, this is this is the end of the road for them. You know what I mean? That's right. Um, we we may have five or six kids a year on average that go on to play college football, but the majority of the kids we coach, this 
this is it for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. When they get done playing football at Mary Persons, they're A, going to just straight out and getting a job. They're going to some some branch of the military or they're going to college, and and that's it. And, um, you know, I tell our kids all the time, high school football, that four years is such a small part of your life, you know. But, um, you know, if you can learn something from it and, and – it's something that you can use down the road. That's that's why we do what we do, you know. And and um, so I don't know. I'm getting right. long-winded on you, but I know that's why we're, you no. know. No, that's good, man. I'm just I'm just rattling and talking, man. <laughs> that's that's what we want. The um, talk about being a GA at Georgia. Uh, just some of your experiences there. You did. You already touched on it a little bit, but obviously that experience kind of solidified in your mind you know what this is a rat race I'm going to go coach in, in high school uh, this is what I've been called to do almost kind of God used the GA experience at Georgia for you to understand okay you're a high school football coach talk about that a little bit yeah I mean um, just just everywhere it is I think I think um, you know what what I'm doing now is a culmination of all my experiences throughout my life a little bit but um, you know, in terms of the graduate assistant stuff, I mean, it's just, um, it's just, you do whatever you're asked to do, you know, and, and, and you're, you're trying to catch somebody's eye or trying to make it, you know, and, and, um, and it is kind of funny how that works because all those experiences, you know, they build up and lead you to where you're at now. Matter of fact, I was, I was talking to one of our coaches the other day, you know, that's, that's, um, he coaches for us, but he's also probably one of my better friends too, you know, and you know how that goes. I mean, you just, you, sp you spend more time around them than you do your family during football season. And, and they just become part of who you are, you know, your, your coaches do. And, right. um, and I was sitting there saying, we were sitting down with, you know, of course it's been, <laughs> it's been 3000 degrees at practice, you know, so yes. we're, at, we're at the end of practice and we're, me and him just, we just sat down at the edge of the equipment shed down there, you know what I mean, in the shade, and I was, I, and everybody was gone. I'm like, just think about this, man. Who would have thought that somebody from Iowa would be sitting here with somebody from Georgia at Mary Persons High School, and we'd be good friends and and talking about what we're talking about right now? Like, who would have ever thought that? That's just, it's 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 funny how that comes together, whether you want to call it fate or whether you want to call it God's will or just the fact of that's how life works out. You know, it's, it's a culmination of experiences. And I was sitting there talking to him about, I was like, look, just imagine, think back to some of the decisions in your life. Just think if you would have made one different decision, we may not be sitting here talking to each other today. You know what I mean? We may never have met each other. Right. And, and both of us had five or six or seven different things in our life that, if we would have done this instead of this, we wouldn't be where we're at today. You know, it's just when you, uh, it's almost, it's almost overbearing the, the scope of how that works. You know what I mean? Like somebody actually in my, in my mind, put us here, sitting here talking to each other and Mary Persons coaching football. You know what I mean? It's like, um, I believe in chance and fate a little bit, you know what I mean? But like, there's something more to it than that. You know, it's, it's a bigger, it's a bigger picture than that. Like I'm from a small town in Iowa. You know what I mean? Like, That's right. how did I get here sitting here talking to you about coaching football? It's, it's weird, you know, and, and, um, it's divine. I mean, it, it, we, it just, that's how it happened, but it's not chance or fate. I don't think, you know what I mean? Right. No, coach. I know we've, what you we've, mean. <laughs> we've been guided by some something bigger than us that's put us here to do what we're doing. You know, I mean, it's it, – I mean, it, people don't think about that enough. But when I sit there and really think about it, like, that's that's such a big thing. You know what I mean? It's like you can't even fathom it, you know. It's – it's um, and it doesn't just happen, you know. So, um, I think it's – I think – somebody's guided you there to do it, you know, and, and, um, I don't know. It's pretty yeah. neat, pretty neat, pretty cool. You know, it's, it's, it's weird to me. Um, but anyway, well, I may not have answered your question, but, you know, um, <laughs> no, it's good. I'm just talking, man. So you're, you're, you know, you're I can do talking. this podcast for 24 straight hours if you want to, man. I'm just talking. <laughs> I'm the same way. 
so sovereignty of God, coach, like God is sovereign. He, he, he's created you, created you in his image for his glory. He's got a specific purpose, got a specific plan. We have no clue what that is, but he has orchestrated all events in, in your life. And you're right there at Mary Persons for this time right now, for those boys, that friend that you might have. And uh, that's what it's all about. And so as we're talking about that, here you are at Mary Persons. You're out there at practice sitting underneath. You know, we, we are. It's, 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 it's ridiculously hot. But here you are at Mary Persons. And I think, you know, Mary Persons in the state of Georgia, um, it's one of those unique football communities. I mean, you can think Carrollton. You can think Valdosta. Uh, you know, uh, you can think other places, too. I'm not from Georgia. But I think of those two. And it's just got that rich football culture because of what's happened in past and our little football communities tell the listener out there about the community of Mary persons they love football yeah they do and it's and it's um you know I get that question a lot and it's the 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 best single word I can come up with is unique you know but um you know it's hard to explain it unless you've been in there or seen it or whatever. I mean, it's, it's, and I realize, listen, there's, it's small, the, the majority of the United States of America is small town USA, you know, I mean, everybody gets that, you know, coach, and, coach, and it's way bigger and, than where you grew up though. That's right. Oh yeah. Most yeah. definitely. You know what I mean? And, yeah. and, um, and it's hard to explain. There's something about it. The thing I think that makes it the most unique is the fact that, um, and I don't want this to sound bad or negative. People don't really leave here. So, um, you know, we got kids playing on our team right now that their dad played here and their granddad played here and his dad played here and their uncle played here and their brother played here. And they're all still here and they all come to the games on Friday nights. You know what I mean? And and they played here, so they've got a built-up, you know, pride about the program, you know, and – that makes it even more special. And their mamas cheered here or played basketball here and their sisters went here and their aunts went here. And everybody that's here went here. You know, it's not um, it's not Alpharetta where people are transplanted from Tennessee and South Carolina and Florida and somebody used to live in Forsyth County and now they're in Alpharetta because they had to move for their job or whatever. And, and all of a sudden all these people come together in Forsyth the majority of everybody went here. They're from here. This is, this is what they're proud of. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, um, similar to me, I mean, I'm very prideful of the high school I went to, but I don't live there anymore and I'm not there anymore. You know what I mean? And, um, I think, I think that's what makes it semi unique is, is the fact that the people, the people that made this place are still the people that are here coming to the games and watching this new generation of kids play and stuff like that. So, um, and then the stadium's unique and the atmosphere's unique and obviously the history and tradition with Coach Pitts and, and everything that's been done at this school. And then, and then the fact that it is a small town, you know, and, and, um, and I think you tie all those things together and it's, it's, um, I mean, it's a, it's a neat special place, you know, that, um, like you said, is probably, you know, one of the 10, 15, 20 most unique places in the, in the state to, 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 um, you know, either watch a football game or, or have that tradition and history of, of, of a football town, so to speak, if, for lack of a better word, you know? Absolutely. Well, talk about that a little bit. You know, you mentioned Coach Pitts, and, you know, he, 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 he had a, a lot of success there. Um, of course, you, you know, if you say Valdosta, you think Nick Hyder or, or Baysmore, if I said that right. That's right. Right. Um, you know, you That's think right. about these legends, and Pitts is one of them, and then, of course, you're coaching a bunch of kids whose, da whose daddies or granddaddies, I don't know, probably pay played for Coach Pitts. Do you get that a lot? Like, well, hey, Coach Pitts did it this way. Or, I mean, oh, yeah, sometimes, work? every now and then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we played for Coach Pitts. We didn't get a water break. I was like, it was 102 degrees out there today. You know what I mean? <laughs> the rules have changed, man. We give, we're going we're gonna to give these kids a drink of water, okay? We're just going to do it. <laughs> All right, you know what I'm saying? Like we didn't, we didn't get no drink of water when we were playing, and da 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 da. We went full pads every day, and you know. But you probably hear that too. You know what I mean? Everybody hears that to some extent. I think, uh, you know, I no, think coach, everybody remembers coach, their playing. <laughs> I envy that a little bit. I'm at a private school, 
And so yeah. at our water breaks, yeah. I have parents yeah, chucking it, uh, down. They're chucking uh, down bottled water. water and all that stuff. You got all that? I'm like, I'm having arguments with parents about why their kids need to drink out of, you know, uh, the water that we give them, you know, the, the PVC right. water. You need to drink yeah. that. I'm like, you don't need to drink the cold water. Uh, like, your, your kid's going to be a wimp. It's an argument. Uh, but, you know, we yeah. lose it. Yeah. We lose it. Yeah. Well, anyway, I mean, that's part of it. But, I mean, that's – I think that's uh, – that's most places of people that played before. Yeah, we played, and I, it, that, that's not just you know solely uh, uh, singled out to Mary person. I think a lot of people are like that. But but um, you know, I mean, uh, having all that here, you know, Coach Pitt still comes to practice every Tuesday, like clockwork. Um, um, but now he doesn't he doesn't interfere. He doesn't do anything. He comes over and sits, sits in the cart with our trainer and just, he just wants to be out there around football watching it, you know? Um, two of his grandsons are on our coaching staff. Um, he's my next door neighbor. I mean, he lives right next door to me. Awesome. I bought the house next to him. I guess he's been here a little longer than me, but it's not like he moved. He didn't move next door to me. I moved next door to him. You know what I mean? That's not like, um, but, um, and he's still around, you know, and it's and it's that's that's part of the 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 history of this program. That's part of the tradition, you know. And I think when you're at a place like that, you don't fight it; you embrace it, you know, because it it it's special and it means something. And that's that's why this place is like it is today because of him. And you you know you embrace those things, and you're you're able to do that stuff. And you you know from time to time, you know you'll get you'll get the stuff where um you know. Of course, Coach Pitts threw, you know, we threw more passes in a game this past year than he threw in a season. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. I mean, he, you know, they ran the ball all the time, so all these people, ah, yeah, I can't, you know, can't do that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yes. All, all, you know, little stuff like that, like, you know, so just funny. all sorts of stuff. We used to huddle up. Y'all don't even huddle no more. That's not real football, you know, da, da, da. like, golly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh hey, yeah. Turn the TV on Saturday or Sunday and watch a game, please. <laughs> oh, they probably but don't like it. I'm not I'm not being negative. I'm just being semi sarcastic a little bit. You know what I mean? But but um No doubt, anyway. man. That's funny. You know, that's just that's that's part of what you get, but but also we I mean, that's part of what's made this place and that's why it's embraced and that's why it matters and it's important here. You know what I mean? And and um it's 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 cool to be honest with the coach. I mean, it really is. I mean, it's a it's a neat place. Yeah, I think I uh, think that. So, coach, let's talk a little bit about um, you know your your tenure there. You've been there since I think 2012 or 13 as the head. coach. That's right. That was my yeah yeah. Um, yep, that was my first had- year as a head coach. I was here six years before that with Coach Walker. So, I'm going on my 14th year total at the school right now. Well, that's so awesome. I was here six as an assistant and. Seven full seasons as a head coach. So you've had great success for, since as a head coach. Um, talk a little bit about your football coaching philosophy as a head coach. You know, a little offense, defense, things that you want to accomplish or want to be known for as a football team. Well, uh, and this is me because I coach on defense, but we 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 always are really going to hang our hat on on being physical and tough on defense. You know, um, I think that's where it starts every year, and that's the 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 backbone of our of our team, so to speak. That's 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 where we want to be at, um, and I think we've been able to do that, and that's helped us be successful. You know, uh, you know, I tell our kids all the time: if they don't score, we don't lose. You know what I mean? Right. And um, so, if we play good defense, good enough, then then you know, I think you got a chance to be in the game all the time. Um, I think if it's a, you know, um, and then and then we do you know the next thing would be we 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 try to pride ourselves on special teams and and being sound and fundamental on our special teams you know and we do we do a few different unique things with our different kickoffs and different punts and we you know we give different looks and do you know pooch kicks onside kicks end zone kick everything you know what I mean we do a bunch of stuff like that with our with our kickoff team which has been you know. It's been good for us. Um, little simple things that we can do, but it, the other team may have to work on for 15 minutes, you know, a day at practice, you know. Yes. 
that cover everything that we do, but it's easy for us to do. Um, and then offensively, you know, we're 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 kind of a spread team, is what we are, you know. But we but we still we still probably pride ourselves on running the football, and then you know play action passing and 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 um and and our quick game stuff. And I think offensively more, um, I think at least a place like this, from year to year, you may tweak what you do offensively more than you do defensively based on your people and your personnel, you know. Um, the last two years we've had a really good quarterback and 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 guy could sling it all over the place. This year we got a little bit more of a runner, so our offense is going to look a little bit different. You know what I mean? Um, we lost some good players on defense too, but our defense isn't going to look any different. You know what I mean? We're still going to do the same thing, the same style, the same everything. But I think – I think offensively we tweak a little more from year to year based on our personnel and who we got and who can do what, you know. Um, so, I mean, that's that's kind of where it starts at, you know, for us is, is defense and um, and and that's what that's what we're going to pride ourselves on. And that really fits in line with that history and tradition we were talking about earlier. Mary Person has always kind of been known for its defense, you know, and and um, and of course that's what side of the ball I coach on. So. You, <laughs> You know how that works too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever the head coach enjoys, that's what gets a little bit more of the uh, attention. You know what I mean? Well, it kind of so, fits. It kind of fits the personality of Mary Persons, the community. It's a blue collar, hardworking uh, type community, and you know, you think when you say words like that, you think defense. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that's right. And you take exactly. great, pride, great pride in it. So, coach, you know. Uh, Every coach in the state's going through this heat right now. You know, I've had the most fr- – we're in school. I've had the most frustrating week of practice ever. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, like she's holding me out. Uh, I got to do – I'm going to do whatever the trainer says, but we can't go – we can't go to practice. And then we can't put pads on. And I've just been dealing with all this kind of stuff. And, you know, we got a scrimmage Marist on Friday night, and they run the triple option. So, you know, as a defensive coach, you need to practice, yeah. actually. And um, Yeah, I know about Marist. Yeah, what, talk Unfortunately. about <laughs> talk about uh, just kind of how you've been mitigating the heat. If you know, how have you been practicing and adjusting and all that kind of stuff? Well, I mean, we we the only thing we've really done for us, whatever. Fortunately, because I mean, our trainers on it all the time. I'm getting text messages now. Hey, check the wet ball. Do this. Do that. And and you know this, that, and then to mix on top of that, for us at least, we've got these little pop-up storms in the afternoon, you know what I mean? Which yep. The rain's not a big thing, but the lightning, man, you got to run, you know, you got to take cover. Yep. But um, but we've really been fortunate. I mean, we've we've still been able to get out there every day, and I'll be honest with you, like, um, and it's still early in the year, but we've done so, you know, Football in Georgia now is so much different because you can do so much during the summer if you choose to, and you can do so much stuff, you know. And 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 now we don't do a lot of that, but we we lift and run and practice on our own. But we don't we don't go to a bunch of padded camps and all that other stuff, you know. But um, right. but but you but you're allowed to do so much more. And then um, and then even during the week, during you know, we wear full pads like one day a week anyway. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like. We never go in full pads, hardly. On every Tuesday, we wear full pads. Otherwise, we're in shells or helmets, you know. Um, we've kind of got to the point where, you know, I was here for six years with Coach Walker and, and great dude, owe him everything I, that I've got and, and great coach. But we would run our dudes into the ground sometimes, you know what I mean? And then Friday, everybody was like gassed, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when I got in here, my philosophy is like, hey, we got to get the horses to the race, man. You know what I mean? That's right. And then let them run. And um, so, like, on Mondays, we go in helmets anyway. Tuesdays, we go full pads. Wednesdays, we go shells. Thursdays, we're in helmets for a walkthrough. So, like, this week, um, Tuesday was really hot. That's our full pad day. Well, we went. We wore our pants because you can do that anyway. It's just like shorts anyway now. You know what I mean? Right. Um, um and then I, we had the kids carry their pads down there. <clears throat> and um, so we went through about the first hour and a half of practice. So now it's 5.30-ish, and the wet bulb's going down just a tad. And so then we put our pads on, and we hit for the last, you know, we did our we did our two inside periods and in pads, and then we did our two team periods and pads. But all our individual, all our skelly, all our 
group work and stuff like that. We did, we did just in, in helmets, you know? Um, and, um, and then we, we gave the water breaks and we had, um, um, we went and bought some Gatorades and stuff and gave them all that during practice and after practice. It felt like they were in the dang NFL or something, you know? Um, and, yeah. um, and so we've been able, we've been able to get around a little bit. We're, you know, some teams are practicing in the morning. Our schedules, our school schedules really doesn't allow us to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, we could we could say hey we got to be in here at six o'clock tomorrow, but we'd have to let them leave by seven to shower and get to school on time and everything else. It's like we'd have to come in at four thirty or five o'clock in the morning to practice. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and and you know, I know some people can do that when they got their weight training classes in the morning and stuff and all that, but ours are all in the afternoon, so our school schedule really doesn't let us do that. So we just we got to make the best of what we can do in the afternoon, you know, and if that means waiting 35 or 45 minutes in the field house till it cools down a little bit, then going out there, you know, that's, that's fine too. But, um, you know, and then the other thing is we're not going to put anybody at risk or danger, just like nobody, anybody else would, you know, I mean, we, um, I don't know how everybody else does it, but we follow all the rules to like a T, you know what I mean? Yeah. Whether it be heat and humidity, whether it be, um, you know, practice time, practice days, practice whatever, you know what I mean? So, um, I'm with I you, mean, Coach. We, we, I'm going to follow every rule because if something happens, it ain't going to be because I didn't follow a rule. That's that's my flaw. That's right. You're right. You're right. You're exactly right. And that's how it comes to. And you know, too, you got a trainer, too. I mean, we got a trainer. They're not going to let you do that. You know what I mean? I mean, that's <laughs> that's them, too. I mean, you know. I would much rather I I don't even fight the trainer like he's like this kid's still asymptomatic of concussion he's going to be out another 5 days. Okay. okay. We do what we got to do, you know what I mean? We're not going to push him to get back in there and do it. So, um anyway, you know how it is. I mean, you just it's it's you know, and, and we've had that discussion too, um, you know, is it is it really any hotter than it was when you know, I'm 44 years old, so I graduated high school in 1993. I, I was saying somewhere, is it really any hotter than, you know, because one of the coaches was like, yeah, my wife thinks it's all about this global warming and all this stuff. And I'm like, this is getting deep now, but is it really any hotter than it was, you know, when when we practiced sometime, you know, or when we were kids and practicing? The difference is, number one, I'm older, so it feels hotter. You know what I mean? Like, right. I don't want I want to be in the AC, man. It's it's hot out here, you know. Um, and number two is, I think you. Well, you're forty. You're about my age. You know what I mean? You're you're yeah. you're. Yeah. When we were kids, we we did everything outside anyway. You know what I mean? There wasn't right. There wasn't video games and social media and and phones and solitaire on the computer and all this other stuff. It's like we just went outside, you know. So we like acclimated ourselves to like the the weather you know like right you know heck we'd spend six hours at the community swimming pool down there on a on a you know it was probably 95 degrees that day nobody knew any different you know (laughs) you'd ride your bike down there you know and ride your bike home or you know it's 90 degrees outside hey we're all going up to the uh to the little league field we're gonna have home run derby everybody get on their bikes and ride up there and play for 10 hours you know what i mean and nobody said anything you yeah. know now it's like oh they can only practice two hours and make sure you got 17 water breaks and make sure you got you know i sound like one of the most time married persons got now don't i huh <laughs> ah, that's how we did it back in the day but what i'm saying is i don't think i think it's a societal and generational thing that the kids just aren't outside as much so it's that much hotter when they do go outside if that makes sense i think you know, um, it's no. different now. I think I think technology's done that. I think there's several factors that go into that. You know what I mean? As opposed to, you know. Yeah. Well, when I was a kid, there was nothing to do staying inside. I mean, you know what I mean? No question. We had a little cable TV with six channels or eight channels, and you know, I could stay inside, and my mom would make me do something, or I could get my buddies together, and we'd go outside and play around. You know. So <laughs> heck, everybody went outside and played. You know. My well, dad wouldn't turn on the air conditioner. Of course, I lived in Iowa too, so it's not like. But it still gets hot in Iowa too. But, um, 
Anyway, back to your original question. Yeah, it's hot, man. It's hot. The, de the deal is, you know? man, we, we had the most mild June that I've ever, that I've ever been a part of. Uh, That's right. You know, it was, it was, it, right. it was mild. And now we're having the hottest August. Last question for you. And, uh, and, and because I'm a private school coach and, you know, everybody assumes private schools recruit. And uh, you played Marist. And I played Marist last year in the scrimmage. And, of course, you know, their coach is a legend. So I'm, I'm going up to Marist, and I'm like, oh, man, these guys are going to be giants. You know, this guy doesn't yeah. look. And then they come out there, and they look anything but that. Now, number 10, yeah. guy went to Notre Dame. Obviously, he looks different than everybody. But, like, yeah. I'm like, this is, this is Marist? And I know you yeah. the same thing. <laughs> and uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. there's not one of those kids besides number 10 last year that you would have traded any of your players for. And, uh, and I know they're high pedigree type kids. I know they're extremely intelligent and excellence is what's been demanded from their, them their entire life. But, you know, he's not recruiting. And if he is recruiting, he's doing a horrible job. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. talk a little bit about playing Marist and, and just kind of what you experienced. And I know you played them on a rainy night and it was perfect for them, you know, because of what they do. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It was, it was the perfect storm really. And I'm not, and I, listen, I'm not taking anything away from them. I think they're good. I mean, they're good at what they do. Um, they're, 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 they're just a good football team. You know what I mean? I'm not taking anything away from them, but it was just, our team last year was not built for those conditions on that night. You know what I mean? And then we, you know, we self-inflicted a couple things too that we hadn't done all year. But beyond that, I'm trying to get over that. But they're still struggling a little bit, to be honest with you. But, you know, anyway, my wife tries to kick me in the pants every now and then, you know, it's like it's over. But, okay. <laughs> yeah. It is over, but it's not, you know. Um, anyway. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, I mean – they just don't do anything wrong. You know what I mean? It's like they don't beat themselves. They don't do anything. They're not over. It's just exactly what you described. They're not, you know, they got this little five, nine, 172 pound outside linebacker. That's like making every freaking play, man. He's making every play, you know, and it's like, we can't block him. And he's not, I mean, you know, He's not – he probably runs a 4.9 or a 4.8. You know what I mean? That's but right. he's in the right spot. He, he, he dissects the play. He reads the play. He gets the – you know, and, he, and he's and he's, uh, he, he's, he's blue-collar-ish, hard-nosed. You know what I mean? And, and, like – and then they got a whole team full of them dudes like that. You know, and you're like, golly, we get – one of these plays has got a bust. One of them's got a bust, and it's just like a shoestring tackle or a right. just tip, trips up his leg. You know what I mean? It's like, golly. And every time the Marist is that way. Now, Blessed Trinity had some extremely good athletes. You yeah, know what they I mean? were, they, that was a uh, special group. I, I saw them in the – they beat our middle school. Yeah, they had some good eight. athletes. But I'm, I agree with you. Like, now, Marist will have a couple 6'2", 260-pound offensive linemen or something, you know. But – I mean, it's just they'll they'll always have a five ten two hundred fifteen pound fullback. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That he falls forward and gets three yards, and now it's second and seven. You know what right. I mean? That's right. Um, they have two little wingbacks that always look like the same dude. You know what I mean? Yes. I mean, it's just wait a second. I thought that dude graduated. He did. This is a different. It looks just like him. Got the same number and everything. You know. And they'll, uh, you know, 26 and 23, it'll all be – I mean, they won't ever be number – well, they don't. I mean, he doesn't give a number out, a single-digit number out. You know what I mean? And um, – Isn't that crazy? Like that corner, yeah. that corner, you know, our kids didn't think he was any good because he was wearing number 83. And then our, it, our tailback that can fly runs him down. <laughs> yeah, 83. Yeah. I got, middle school, I got middle school parents complaining about the numbers their kids are getting. And these, yeah. and these studs at Marist are wearing 83. <laughs> yeah, 83, dude. Yep. Quarterback's number 21. You know what I mean? Like, what the – uh, but they don't, they don't care. You know what I mean? 
Mike linebacker, 54, you know. Our linebackers want number three or two or six, you know. That's right. Um, you know, 47 playing, you know, starting, two-year starter, you know, 47. But anyway, but, but it, that's another thing too, I think. But, but I mean, yeah, it's just – and he does a phenomenal job and they do a phenomenal job and, you know um, – and like you said, I think a lot of people get um, get all twisted up about all oh, private school and they're recruiting and they're doing this and they're doing that. Like to me personally, my philosophy is just we're going to play whoever they say we got to play. I'm not like political into oh we need to put all we need to put Marist and Woodward and St. Pius and Blessed Train. We need to put them all in their own league and let them. Play. I'm like, if that's who we got to play, that's who we got to play. I mean, they're they're 16 and 17 old kids just like we are. You know what I mean? Right. And you can say they're recruiting or doing whatever. Well, if they are, they are. If they aren't, they aren't. I mean, we we still gonna have to play them. And listen, we beat we beat Blessed Trinity once. You know what I mean? Yeah. Now we beat them when those kids were sophomores. You right. know? Right. And then we played them again when they were juniors, and it was 21 to seven. But it could have been. 21 to 7 the other way just as easily probably you know what i mean right. absolutely um and then last year we played maris it was 10 10 to 7 and we probably i mean again not taking anything away from them it probably should have been 28 to 10 and we should have beat them you know what right. i mean that's right we just didn't play well that's but they right. weren't better than us you know we just didn't play well and they won the game and that's what happens if you don't play well in the third round of the playoffs you lose games you know what i mean and um but I'm not hung up on who they are, where they're at, or what they're. You know, I mean, it's it is what it is to me. I mean, they tell us we got to play them, we got to play them. Now, I'd get upset if we got to play. You know, and you may run into this because you got to play bigger schools most of the time. But you know, if we got to play a school with three thousand students to get in the playoffs, I wouldn't be happy with that. You know what I mean? But that's right. I mean, they're they're all just like us, got the same number of students, and they're sixteen and seventeen old kids. You know what I mean? And um. But there are there are a few. I mean, there's a few socioeconomic differences probably. But at the end of the day, I don't know that that really plays into uh, you know 48 minutes on a Friday night. You know. Um, no, but, absolutely. Well, so um, I mean, that's 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 really the only difference. I mean, you know, is the the socioeconomic part. You know what I mean? Like when I play coaches um, like. That, when I play coaches like him, I've played two, like these older guys that are just, just successful. They've just they, – like consistent success. Um, I played a guy uh, from uh, – I think it was Briarwood Christian Academy. He was a stud, had a great football team. And then I played uh, this guy, uh, Coach Chadwick from Marist. But what you, when you, what you see is just fundamental – football not a lot of not a lot of uh blitzes and rpo it's fundamental football and they are not going to make a mistake and it always drives me back to dude play fundamental football and don't make a mistake and see if you can win that's right that's right that's right but see i think also what they do that's that's unique is um, not unique, and it's not anything they do on the field. I think they make you press as a coach. Like it's not going, you know, because I mean it's it's two yards, two yards, six yards, two yards, one yard, two yards, and oh gosh, we got to stop. We got to blitz here. We got to do this. We got to try to get a negative play. You know what I mean? Right. And then I think offensively they do the same thing. Like they don't let you get very many big plays. So you're always pressing to get the big play. Like, when I look back on our game last year, we really just need to stick with running the football. We right. weren't getting the big 10 to 20-yard pops that we'd be getting all year, but we were getting five or six or four. And if we just kept doing it, I think we would have popped it. But we we got a little we got a little over-anxious with trying to pop something big. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think – the fundamental side of it, they force you a little bit to do that because you're like, golly, we're running this play, you know, we got it all blocked and this dude just trips us up and it's a three-yard gain when, you know, if we get by that dude, we probably got 60 yards, you know? 
Absolutely. And so they force you to, they force you as a coach a little bit. You just got to stay true to what you do. You know what I mean? And and keep doing it, keep doing it, keep doing it, because that's what they do. You know what I mean? And they try to get you out of your game plan a little bit. So, you know, blessed training is the same way. I mean, tight end, fullback. I mean, <laughs> when we played Blessed Trinity, we're sitting up there till midnight on a Sunday trying to figure out what we're going to do against pro. I'm like, guys, it's the, it's the most basic formation in the history of football, a tight end, a fullback, and an eye backfield. Can you believe that? And we're trying to figure out what we're going to do because you never see it. You know what I mean? That's right. And then, and then, oh, but now they got this H back in there, the wing with the tight end. They're going to motion him over. Oh, my gosh, what are we going to do? And it's like, it's, it's just basic. You know what I mean? Like, it's one of the first hist- formations in the history of football, and we can't figure it out because we're used to dealing with empty and spread and da-da-da. You know what I mean? That's right. And uh, it's, it, it, seriously, it makes it hard, man. It's like got the competitive advantage on everybody because he runs the power eye, which nobody does anymore. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah. Right. Well, hey, and uh, you know, hey, I, um, so. my class just came in. They're already in there doing power clean. So, but uh, I know you got to go too. But uh, man, it was it was a lot of fun talking with you. I could do it all day with you. Yeah, man, I appreciate I appreciate you letting me uh, let me have a shot at this podcast, man. I'll be I'll be on anytime you want to. Like I said, I'm, I'll uh, I probably talk too much for you. I probably didn't let you talk enough and ask enough questions but uh, yeah man i love doing it and and um you know just like you anything to anything to promote the game and high school football and you know i think it's one of the greatest things out there you know for especially for kids these days to be involved in that that um they're gonna they're gonna learn things that they can use the rest of their life you know what i mean and that's that's um everybody wants to win but at the end of the day you know i tell i tell our players and our parents all the time it, is if when your son leaves here, if all I've done is teach him how to block and tackle, then I, then I failed. You know what I mean? I mean, I want to be good community members, good husbands, good fathers, and and uh, you know, be good productive people. So um, anyway, I appreciate you too, Coach. And I know uh, I know you got to go, and and good luck to you this year. I know you y'all y'all will do it again, man. Let me, let me pray for you as as we go. Yes, sir. Lord, we come before you today. Just want to praise and thank you for loving us. Praise and thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, dying on the cross for our sins. Lord, I praise and thank you for Coach Nelson down there at Mary Persons. Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to be with him and his coaching staff as they uh, raise up those boys through the game of football as they use it as a tool to build men. I pray for the community of, of Mary Persons down there, Lord. It's a, it's a tight-knit, unique community. I just pray that um, Jesus Christ would be preeminent down there. And Lord, we just pray that you keep everybody safe out there coaching and the boys in this heat. And uh, Lord, we just pray that you would be glorified in Jesus name. Amen. Hey coach, I appreciate you. Amen. Thanks brother. Yes, sir. Thank you, buddy. Yes, sir.
sin all other ground.